Welcome to the November 4th edition of the Lockdown Leafs Podcast. I'm David Morsini, and to my left is Mike DeStefano. And on today's show, we'll tee up a back-to-back for the Toronto Maple Leafs, a crucial one after their win over the Philadelphia Flyers. That and more on today's edition of Lockdown Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your daily fix for all things Leafs. I'm your host, David Morissuti from Sports and a writer for the NHLPA. And to my left is my co-host, Mike DeSefano from TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch, as well as Alice Brothers on TSN's Overdrive. We have lots to discuss on today's edition of Locked On Leafs with a big weekend of games coming up. The Boston Bruins are in town, and then we got the Carolina Hurricanes on the road for a Saturday-Sunday showdown. Just remember that Locked On Leafs is a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from. And now you can catch us up on YouTube, so make sure you go and subscribe on YouTube to get your daily fix for all things Leafs right here on Locked On Leafs. Now, also just a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. And Mike, we know we're coming off a pretty decent victory over the Philadelphia Flyers, one that kind of smoothed things over, get a chance to breathe a little bit here in Leafs Nation. <laughs> we get to breathe only to realize that the, the juggernaut is a coming. Yeah. Boston Bruins on Saturday. The, the bad Bruins, the ones that have been running rough shop across the NHL this season, and the Carolina Hurricanes, who have also been very good this season. So just when you think it's getting a little, you know, get a chance to relax a little bit, no dice. It's just going to get that much harder for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, it's going to. Which is why I think that the, the win last night was so important, right? The win that they were able to get in Philly, or against Philly, in Toronto rather, was was honestly just they needed to stop the bleeding and start to get a little bit of that swagger back in their system. And I think we saw that towards the end of the game. You know, what we saw with the fight, Gio kind of coming in, helping his teammate out. And um, you saw Matthews, even before that, make a nice little between-the-legs kind of move, try to, you know, just something that you don't try unless you're feeling yourself, right? Unless you get a little bit of confidence and swagger back. And, and it seems like that's what's happening with this club now. And you're going to need it when you're going up against the Boston Bruins. And and that's how I think Toronto wants to play. They want to play loose. They want to play up-tempo with pace. And that can really only work for them when they are confident. So it was a big game and a big win for them to get against Philly. But you're right. It's, it's absolutely going to be uh, a couple of crucial games this upcoming weekend. They've got Boston Saturday, but then Carolina on Sunday too. So you've got two tough, tough games against two top-tier opponents. And... Boston's right now like the number one team in the league. I mean, like this team just does not lose games. They're ten and one on the year. Ten and one. Um, they just went beat up on the uh, on on the New York Rangers. They've won seven in a row coming into Toronto, a plus twenty two goal differential. So this ain't gonna be a, an easy out, which is insane to even think about. Like 
before the season, we thought Boston, at least the first two months, were going to be one of the teams that were going to maybe come out of the gate a little slow, right? The Marshawn injury, the McAvoy injury, Matt Grizzlick. Well, all of a sudden, you got Marshawn, who's like a month and a half ahead of schedule. He's now playing games already. You got McAvoy, who's already skating. And and they're the top team in the NHL, 10-1 and one, through 11 games. And now they roll into Toronto on fire, and the Maple Leafs are going to really get a, their first test, their first taste of what you know top-caliber hockey is like this season. I guess you could say Vegas. Vegas was a pretty yeah. pretty good squad, but um, now they'll really get tested, right? Like Philly, not much of a test, to be quite honest. Uh, this is going to be a much different situation, and I'll be curious to see how they can come into this game and if they're going to be in the fight the whole way. Yeah, I think that's the big one there, right? You know, boss is not giving up anything easily. We know that the good thing is that Timothy Lilligren is set to likely return on Saturday. Like all signs are pointing to him coming back. So the Leafs will be getting a nice little, little boost there, but it's also, you look at Boston, they've been doing this, you know, without Brad Marchand for a good part of the season. Yeah. without Charlie McAvoy. Like this is a team that, yeah, I, I had written off as, you know, a top three in the Atlantic, maybe a wild card team. I thought they were going to take a step back a little bit because, you know, guys are getting a bit older. They got a new coach. I didn't expect Jim Montgomery to be the Boston Bruins whisperer to start the season. Yeah, really. I I, I, I was I still remain bullish on their goaltending. And Linus Allmark has proven to be, you know, a top-end goaltender in this league right now. So everything is going well for the Bruins. And, you know, they're, they're perfect Pastor. at home. Pasternak has been unbelievable so far this year too. Like he's got contract for him. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then he wants to make as much money as possible. He had 18 points so far through 10 games. 18 points in 10 games. And like the thing about them is they're they're actually getting like contributions from a lot of different people. Um, like they've got nine players with six or more points so far this year. Um, so they're getting a lot of scoring from up and down their lineup, which isn't necessarily something we could say about Toronto, but they've got nine guys with three or more goals so far on the year. You know, they've got a guy like AJ Greer who's got three, Felino, DeBrus, you've got Hampus Lindholm, who's got 11 points so far. He's actually having a great start to the season. Charlie Coyle's got four goals. Like they, they're just getting a lot of input from everyone. So Toronto in this game is going to have to be on their toes. Lines one through four, pairings one through three. They're all going to have to be on their A game when the Boston Bruins roll into town. Heck, even Nick Foligno looks like an NHL player again, right? Like yeah. many thought that he was going to be on, you know, wondering how could the Bruins get rid of that contract. And he has five points in 10 games. Like, it's not what I expected from Nick Flynn. Nick Flynn, I didn't even think was going to be a regular in the lineup, and he's played in every game. The we should fans. note that Timothy Lilligren actually is going to return, and he will be in this game. So it'll be the return of Timothy Lilligren uh, for this one against Boston Bruins. So um, I would assume, obviously, we're, we're recording this Thursday night, so we don't have the practice lines yet. It was an off day today for the Maple Leafs, so we don't know exactly what it's going to be, but our expectation is, is that Victor Mete was more of a placeholder on that blue line. And we're going to see Timothy Lilligren slot right back in uh, next to Morgan Riley. 
and that'll be the pairing. And then Hall and Riley or Hall and um, uh, Brody will continue to be a, a pair. And then uh, Sandine and Mark Giordano will be another pair. But I'm curious what you think that Sheldon Keefe should do with the forward group. Do you think that coming off of what was probably their best game of the year, do you keep that entire group intact or do you think about maybe putting a guy like Nick Robertson back in? I know there was a little bit of flack coming from some media members who felt that scratching Nick Robertson wouldn't help with his development and would like to see him back into the lineup. But I mean, after seeing the, the, the results of the game on Wednesday, you can't help but feel like you should just toss him back out there again. And maybe this is a nucleus that just works. Yeah. You, it's always it's coaches don't like to tinker too much with a winning lineup, but I mean Nick Robert bringing Nick Robertson back in isn't like a ma- you're not you know making a massive move there. Well, where are you gonna put him? That's the other question, right? It's like who comes out? Dak Aston rescored in the last game. Like, is he the one? It's it, it always seems like it's it's kind of him and Morgan are like kind of the interchangeable. So if like you're taking, you know, Morgan out is gonna be for Robertson. I, I like think you're line. Like, yeah, exactly. And that's the other problem. Is like, is I thought he, Mulligan actually played really well against Philadelphia. Like that fourth line did like a 92 expected goals for that, that game. Like, so, that, and then the other thing too, is it's a, there's a back-to-back and it's a road game and it's, you know, very short. No, it's a earlier start, five o'clock start. So maybe that's where Sheldon Keefe says, you know what? We'll save Robertson for one of those games. You can yeah. make that lineup switch there. Fortunately, the Leafs will be able to do that a little bit more with, you know, the extra roster space that they do have right now. So, yeah, so I think the, the right now the key <laughs> is you got to make sure that whatever lineup you put up against Boston, you got to go, as you said, top to bottom. There's no hole in the Bruins roster that you can really expose too much. Um. So you got to make sure that whatever lineup you're putting out is going to be the best lineup that you can uh, you can you can dish out in this type of, type of game. So we're going to actually take a short break because I do want to talk about the Carolina matchup because we got a good scouting report on Boston, but now we got to get the other opponent in this matchup. So we're going to do that on the other side. Before we do, Mike, let's hear from one of our show sponsors, and it's today's title sponsor, BetOnline.net. Yeah, absolutely. It's your number one source for betting a football, hockey, basketball, whatever you're betting on this year. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every single game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your support wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked on Lease podcast. David Morrissey here with Mike DeSefano. And just a reminder, Locked on Lease is available wherever you get your podcast from. So make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you keep on getting our... We want to get that YouTube subscriber count up. So just continue to hit that button. Tell all your friends as well. We like to, you know... And you can also join the Discord group. It was pretty active. It's been pretty active lately. I, I haven't looked to see uh, actually... Um, Sometimes we get a little active during Oilers games too, and uh, I don't know if you caught it. Caught Mike, uh, the Oilers up three to two 
They're up three one. They're up three one, and then, or sorry, yeah, it was three two. Story. They were up. Well, they were up three one. Then it was three two. But yeah, then the Devils score twice in seven seconds, take a four three lead, end up getting the W. I know a lot of Toronto Maple Leaf fans really do smile when they see Edmonton Oilers lose. And uh, the Devils, though, like they're for real. They're coming into Toronto. I think next week and the week after, like they got two games. That game actually. Yeah, they got two games against the Devils in the next couple uh, couple of weeks here. And those that's a good hockey team right now. Like all the underlying numbers, that's one of the best teams in the NHL uh, currently as as it sits. Just the way that they've been playing is great. Lindy Ruff has that team playing um, exceptionally well right now. Uh, and so, it wasn't too long ago that Lindy Ruff was getting the Boo Birds during. But the- it made no sense because if you looked at all of the numbers, yeah. like I remember having this conversation with Ross on on the Locked On NHL National Show, which we do every Wednesday, by the way, for a full Eastern Conference roundup. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, I don't get why he's getting the Boo Birds two games in. Sure, they were zero and two, but all the underlying numbers suggested that they were the better team of both of those games. The product on the ice, the process, I suppose, was there. And it was just a matter of those results coming through. And, oh, they're coming through now. They're definitely coming through now. And they're one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. Um, I think they've gone on to win eight of nine since the Boobirds came out after those two games, including a win tonight. And, yeah, so they're, they're going to be a tough challenge uh, in the coming weeks for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But also, like, that's why I think it's it's so – it's going to be an interesting next few weeks. Like this weekend, Boston, we chat about them, but now it's, it's Carolina, right? Like Carolina's the, the very next day. Like they're the Kings of the analytics uh, numbers. If you like, look at what makes them successful and you got, you know, you talked about the devils and how good they've been. The Hurricanes are right behind them for second in that division. They're third uh, in the, in the NHL and expected goal differential. Um, so that's uh, right. Like they're third. The Devils are first at sixty-five percent. Carolina's at sixty percent. They're third, and that's only like by point zero like nine percent behind uh, the second place Panthers. Leafs currently eighth at fifty-three percent. So um, yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes like that. That's that's a that's a top-tier squad. They always have been uh, for the last little bit now. And they're going to be sitting there rested, right? They don't play on Saturday. So they're going to be a rested team waiting for Toronto to roll in late night. They're not going to get through customs and get to bed until probably early, you know, in, in the morning. Technically, it'll be morning by then. And then it's a five o'clock start, which makes zero sense to me. No. How do you how do you allow a, a five o'clock start knowing that there's a team who has to travel cross border the night before? This makes zero sense. Like I was, I was wondering maybe are like the Carolina Panthers playing? Like no, the Carolina Panthers are on their bye. Well, that would also have nothing to do with. Like they don't play in the same arena either. Well, sometimes like are like you know we saw it with Seattle where like they move the game so that they don't conflict with other like I don't know I'm trying to figure out some reason the NHL doesn't make sense when they do their schedules. We've already learned that. Well, they don't want. Okay, I do know the reason. They don't want to compete with Sunday night football. That's the real reason, right? They don't want to have to compete with the Sunday nighter. They're okay with competing with the four o'clock slate. It's it's the Sunday night or the primetime game that they don't want to have to compete with. That's probably the real reason. Yeah, it's not a great reason, but um, lo and behold, I mean, the Carolina Hurricanes, when they 
we're recording this obviously on Thursday. They will be playing the Buffalo Sabres on Friday. But currently okay. they're on a three-game winning streak. They just beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3 in a shootout. And like this, this team has had some really good wins, some weird losses. Like they had a 6-2 loss to the Islanders, which is the last team I would expect to beat the Carolina Hurricanes 6-2. Dude, but, the Islanders are off to a good start to the year, too, though. This like, – if you go and actually look at the NHL standings right now, everything's so flipped and backwards to what we've been accustomed to the last few years. Like, just really quickly, I suppose, we can go and take a look at it. Actually, I'll share the screen. I know we're going way off topic here, but oh, I think it's sorry. it's it's just it's insane what's going on right now with with the NHL early on in the season. Now, it's yeah. still early. But, like, you look in the in the Metropolitan, right? You've got the Devils up at top. you got the usual suspects, Carolina Hurricanes. But Boom! There's the out right there. So is it that bizarre to lose a game to the Islanders? They're seven and four this year with a plus fourteen goal differential. They've won five games in a row. They are Lane Lambert has his team playing for uh, for the New York Islanders, and then obviously Rangers. But down low, you've got Washington, Pittsburgh, two staples in the playoffs for many many years. Again, there's still a ways to go in this season. I am not in any means suggesting that it's going to finish out this way. But then you go and look at this division, the Atlantic. Buffalo up there, seven and three so far on the year, fourteen points, good for second in the division. Detroit's up in the top here, and then here's you know Toronto and Florida, who've been staples the last couple of years in the playoffs. You know, falling behind, a little bit of a slow start. The Western Conference, same thing. Who, if I would have told you that Chicago would be in a playoff spot, eleven games into the year, you'd think that I was crazy. Like that's a team you could say, what are they one and ten? Like that would have been kind of the thought process there. Meanwhile, Colorado five hundred hockey club so far, a little bit of a hangover. Look at the St. Louis Blues three and six, three and six for the St. Louis Blues. They can't buy a win. They lost again tonight. Um, they can't win on home ice either. They're one and four on home ice. Look at that. That's insane. With six straight losses, by the way, for the St. Louis Blues. Seattle Kraken third place in the Atlantic or in the Pacific. Um, over there, you've got Calgary. It's it's everything is just so upside down to what it typically is. It's it's just wild. It's a little rant that I wanted to make, but it's just something that I had noticed early on in the year. The amount of parity that's going on in the NHL, and mainly I want to make that point too, to talk about some of the other teams who are at the bottom and who are kind of stubbed their toe out of the gate, like Toronto has. So it hasn't just been Toronto, who's a, a, a team with high expectations, who's played poorly out of the gate. It's been St. Louis. It's been Colorado. Um, up until the last couple of games, it, it was Tampa Bay, although they've come back to, to win a couple here. And, like, there's a couple of teams out there who just aren't – who have gotten off to a bit of slower starts than I think we anticipated. Minnesota's another team out there that, that you could say – Obviously, Pittsburgh, they've lost like four in a row. They've got six goals three times in their last six games. I think they've lost six in a row, actually, now I think about it. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's really b- bizarre what's going around, what's going on, gone on early in the National Hockey League. Well, and I know you want to talk about that a little bit yesterday, but we wanted to keep the episode uh, short. And, like, even Calgary has dropped a few games in a row, and, like, that's yeah. – that's just not something you would expect to see, considering how how hot they were to start the year. And maybe that's really the issue wow. there. Is like, you know, when you there's there's like a, a when you get off to such a hot start, 
there's only so much you could do to maintain it, right? Like you got to mm-hmm. get unworthy play from like your goaltenders. Your stars have to continue to produce that, you know, in some ways, a, lo- a level play that's just not sustainable, right? You know, am I going to expect, uh, you know, Tage Thompson to score six points every night for the Buffalo Sabres? Probably not. You yeah, know, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you're getting like, you're seeing a lot of like just performances that you, uh, unlikely performances to start the year, which is kind of why when you saw what the Leafs did against Philadelphia, it looked more like the Leafs from the preseason, right? When they were, you know, displaying their dominance a little bit. And that's why I think like that game was so important because they needed that confidence going into these two games, especially Carolina. Remember what I'm sure many remember what happened early in the season last year when they lost to Carolina, I think it was like four one and they looked so out of it. Like there were some people who were calling for Sheldon Keith's head at that point in wow. that game, like they, they just looked like they didn't look like a competitive team at that point. Like, and so I think having that bit of confidence is so crucial. And, and that's why certain teams are going through these highs and lows because confidence is a big, is a big thing right now with, you know, why are the Seattle Kraken doing well? They feel confident because last year there was a lot of luck that wasn't going their way. Goaltending wasn't really doing well for them. Now they're getting a little bit of that and it's making a difference. Right. So, yeah. Martin Jones got a shutout tonight. Martin Jones. Yeah. Against Minnesota, like a good hockey team. So I'm saying the parody is actually insane in the NHL right now. Um, but that, I, I guess, well, funny enough, I think we got to take one more break and then we can break down the Carolina Hurricanes because we kind of went off the rails a little yeah, bit. We'll, we'll break down the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll give her like keys to the game for, we'll do, well, we'll do this. We'll do a keys to the game for the Bruins. Keys to the game for the Hurricanes. And then I do want to bring up one thing, and that's involving a an important prospect for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Fraser Minton, the Leafs' first pick in the 2022 NHL draft. We got some uh, some updates from him, so we'll do that on the other side. But, Mike, let's give our second uh, sponsor a little bit of a shout-out here. Yeah, it's it's simply safe. It's one of our favorites here on the Locked On Lease podcast. If you thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Locked On Lease listeners can can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. It's the biggest offer of the year. You will not want to miss it. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report a third year in a row. And in, 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 in an emergency, 24 7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture uh, critical evidence and verify that the threats are real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to say big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off at the new Simply Safe systems at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. They're the it's the biggest discount of the year, so you won't want to wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe 
like Simply Safe. Welcome back to the Locked On These podcast. David Moore City here with Mike DeStefano. And we went on a little bit of a tangent there in the in the second segment there, but we're gonna we're gonna bring it all back to home. That's my bad. That's my bad on it's that. All good. One. All good. You know, my you bad on me. that one, coach. It's okay. You know, I am I usually don't drive the bus. I'm getting a little bit of a learning experience here. So I now know. Don't let Mike get onto his little uh, tangents with analytics and stuff. But it's okay. It's okay. We like, we got to keep the, we got to, we got a nice flow going here. We're going to keep information. It I'm like, I like to provide enough, you know, a lot of information for the listeners and the yeah. viewers of this program and not just of the Leafs, mainly of the Leafs, but also a little bit of league wide stuff, you know? Yeah. Context is very important, right? Sometimes people think we live in too much of a bubble here in Toronto. Nah, nah. We no. like to expand our horizons a little bit. We but to help kind of focus on these two games here, maybe we'll just give like a three keys. Do we want to do... Th- I was wondering, do we want to do three keys for the, each game? Three keys for the weekend? Maybe one. How, we how do you want to... We could probably keep it to the weekend because I think when you look at these two teams, like they're somewhat similar where it's just like these are litmus test games, right? Like I think that you're just going in there. There's pretty good goaltending. They've got pretty good defense and they've got some superstars, right? Like you've got the perfection line in Boston and they've got, you know, Aho, Sveshnikov. You've got some real scoring threats. Martin Nakash has been unbelievable for the Carolina Hurricanes so far this year. So if I'm thinking about, okay, how, what should some of the keys to the game be for these guys? I mean, you got to try and limit the offense. You got to have smart gaps. You got to gap up and make sure that you don't get beat off the rush and that guys like Pasternak and Taylor Hall and Martin Nakash and Aho and Sveshikov don't beat you uh, for like odd man rushes, right? You don't want to allow those breakaway chances. Stay, so stay on top of pucks, keep those smart gaps and try and keep the guys in front of you. And then that will allow you to, you know, the defenseman, the blue line I'm referring to, should allow them to be able to play those, uh, to play those guys a little bit better, and hopefully limit the offense from the opposition, which is extremely strong for both of those squads. Yeah, like when you see how the Bruins play, they like to, you know, take advantage of any mistake. Mm-hmm. And, and Carolina is that way too, right? You know. And the Leafs have been very guilty of that all season long. Turnovers leading to odd man rushes, odd man chances. The Bruins love odd man rushes. Like I, I every time I watch a Bruins highlight, it's almost like, why do you want to give the Bruins free reign to have an easy chance on that? Why? Why do you want to do that? But that's because Bruin, the Bruins are relentless. So I think that's a key for the Leafs is you got to have that intensity from the start of the game. If you don't have that intensity, Boston is going to walk all over you. Kind of got to treat it the way they treated the 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 Winnipeg game. Yeah, right. I think if you treat that game against Boston that way, I I, I think that you'll the team will have a much better opportunity to come out with the two points than if they you know play the way they have, I guess, the last couple of weeks, which has not been great, which I don't anticipate. I think 
things are starting to kind of turn for the Maple Leafs. Like we said, they kind of got their swagger back with that win against Philadelphia. You saw them doing some, you know, some things that they weren't doing offensively a little bit. You know, I think the fight that broke out maybe helped galvanize the team in a way. I know Sheldon Keefe touched on that after the game and said that that's something that could kind of, you know, really help with the 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 culture within the room, and the culture is a, a big word when it comes to both of these teams. The yeah. Boston Bruins, the legitimate like that is the epitome of setting culture, and I think the Carolina Hurricanes have done a good job of that too with Rob Brindamore over the last uh, few seasons. They've been one of the best teams as well. So, um, yeah, it's 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 going to be tough. I think you're right though. The intensity has to be there for 60 minutes, right from puck drop. Start on time, and that is going to be a necessity against these two teams because they they are consistent and they do play with tenacity and they play a sixty minute game. And if you're not willing to uh, to to match that, the Leafs will have no shot this weekend. So they're going to need to. And the Bruins and Hurricanes have been getting decent goaltending, so you gotta. Freddie. You're not going to get the Flyers backup who hasn't won a single game this season. You're going to get prime A and prime, you know, prime A goaltending. So that's another key for me is that you you just got to not just throw pucks on that because I feel like to say throw pucks on it means you're just going to throw everything at, you know at the kitchen sink, which can work at times. But when you got good goaltending, you got to get in their grill. You got to get in front of the net. You got to make it difficult for them to make a save. You can't expect goaltender to lose his his blade, <laughs> which will lead to a goal, right? Yeah. You got you take the breaks when you can get them, but you got to make it difficult for the goalie to make that save. So, you, I think easy easier. Uh, you know, I like like Austin Matthews getting into that into that net front. You got to those are where you're gonna get most of your good chances. And that's where you're going to get the higher percentage of goals, higher percentage shots. That's going to be crucial. Carolina does not give up many great chances. So no. you got to you got to you got to earn your chances against teams like Carolina and Boston. Dude, Boston's penalty kill is like 95% right now. That's insane. <laughs> 97.4% net penalty kill. It's unreal. Like like it's when you when you're that good on special teams and then five on five they're a really good team like that you you hope to at least counteract one with the other when you're going up against a team like Boston and look some people think we're glorifying Boston it's kind of hard not to when they've only lost one game this season yeah and they so, quite literally are the highest scoring team in the NHL right now yeah so <laughs> they're averaging four and a half goals per game so okay. and Toronto's only scored five goals in how many games Dave. Oh God! One, and so, it came up against a backup goaltender, <laughs> uh, and, and, which is the, on their second night of a back-to-back, yeah. and the team sucks. So, <laughs> yeah, so Toronto's so, got to play. They they, they got to bring their A game. Litmus test? Can we call it a litmus? Uh, oh, is it? Litmus. Yeah. Litmus. We call it a litmus test. Oh yeah, definitely. These two games. Absolutely. If you're not right. able to be competitive again. I, we said a few, you know, it didn't change my opinion when I said that this stretch of games was going to determine Sheldon Keefe's future because these are the teams you have to go up against. You're right. When, when the games are at, you know, when the playoffs come around. So if you're not able to beat them now, go ahead. I, I'm just curious what you would consider uh, success this weekend. 
it, look, if they split, I would take it. I would take a split. They can't lose both games, in my opinion. You gotta try to win one. Just you lose what one. If you lose both games, respect like respectfully. So that means they get the respect to the handshake line. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like they, like they, if, it, they if they're close, and if it's like a bat, you know, if they're the if they're close, there, they completely dominate, but get goalied. Yeah. Let's say, but completely dominate I'm, the play I'm, in both games. Like if let's say they lose one in overtime and they came close on another one, like I'm not going to say it's the end of the world. I I just you got to have a little bit of steaming and try to figure out a way though. Like if you're getting goalied, it's happened quite a few times for this team, right? Like so I, I like John Gibson looked like a decent goalie when they played him, even though he was not a good goalie. Like oh, you mean my guy Chris Gibson? Right, exactly. <laughs> so I yeah, you just you have to find find a way. You know, like if. I don't want to say you like lose respectively, respectively, but you have to make sure that you're competitive throughout. And that's, yeah. I think, to be just an important one here. Another important thing I want to bring up, we're going to kind of close on the, on the uh, Leafs talk in terms of the games and the NHL, because we got a little bit of a prospect update. Um, we actually now have, if you haven't subscribed to it, we're going to plug another show here our Locked On NHL Prospect Show. So we have a show just on prospects now. I know a lot of people, and I've talked to a lot of people, who are like, there's not enough like prospect-driven shows. Yeah, prospect, yeah prospects, draft talk, a lot of draft talk. Like, There's, yeah, there's, there's a hole in the market right now for that. There's a lot of outlets you know, doing a lot of great written stuff, some stuff on Twitter, but like to have an actual full-out show, there's not much out there. Well, guess what? We got you covered here on Locked On. We have the Locked On NHL podcast show, which is um, which is hosted by Hadi Kalakesh. So he, I, I was so I was making sure I did not mess up that name. I was like sweating a little bit here when that name I think when you got it, pal. I think I got. It. It. I was like, yes. I'm usually not the best with names. That's why I take this to heart. I think I people do. who listen to this show probably know that by now, pal. <laughs> I think so. I do think so. I mean, Mike makes sure uh, that we that he gets that out when uh, that happens. So let's uh, hear what he had to say about the Leafs' first pick in the 2022 NHL draft, Fraser Minton. Who there was a little bit of eyebrows raised when that pick was made, and you saw him in preseason. You saw him training camp. You heard a lot of good things about him. But how is he now doing now that he is back in the juniors? We'll let uh, Adi take it away. Him, we've got Fraser Minton, the twenty, uh, the thirty-eighth overall pick of the Toronto Maple Leafs in the second round. Uh, he's got three goals and seven assists for ten points in five games so far for the Kamloops Blazers. So he's off to a fiery start. He's big. He's physical. He's a really, really good goal scorer. Um, he's starting to make a lot of really smart plays. He's added a lot of playmaking flair to his game, and that's sort of what has made him um, sort of look like a steal so far. Um, he's also adding layers to his thought process on the ice, which I did not expect from him at all. He's always been very good in sort of reactive situations when he has to respond to a loose puck or to receiving a pass in the slot. He, he makes quick decisions and makes them really well. But I hadn't seen him be this proactive and show this level of anticipation before. It's it's next level this season for him. Um, he sort of predicts his teammates' routes, his opponents' routes. He, he compensates for that. Um, by the just the right amount of delay or or firing a pass or accelerating a pass through a lane before it closes, stuff like that. He's very proactive and very uh, good in terms of anticipation so far this year. 
Um, so those are the things that I think have improved the most in Freddy Terminton's game and why he seems like a steal. For me, he wasn't anywhere near the 38th overall pick. So the fact that the Leafs picked him up early, um, according to many rankings, and he still looked this good, um, yeah, this looks like a steal. Looking like a steal. We've heard that before with some Leafs prospect. Nick Robertson at one point was considered yeah. a steal. Topi Nimala, another kid that's looking like he could be a, a third round steal in a way. Uh, yeah, like a lot of these were in the second and third rounds. And that's, I mean, considering the Leafs have been trading quite a few of their first round picks, you need to start hitting on these second and third rounders. And I think that's what's important with a guy like Fraser Minton. He's going to fill a role at, one, at some point when he's, you know, at that stage because he's big body. Least don't have many prospects who have that you know big frame, can play center. He's adding the goal scoring ability. I think that's the one that surprised me because many questioned how good of a goal scorer he can be now. He's in juniors, right? So you have to kind of take that with a little bit of a grain of salt because you can be a good junior scorer and it will take you some time to score at the professional level. But the important thing to hear is you're gonna be hearing a lot of him because uh you know, his team, Cam Loops, are going to be hosting the Memorial Cup. So mm-hmm. he's going to be right in the thick of things, you know, right until the end of the junior season. So we'll be having more prospect updates like that, I think, going uh, forward. Um, and I think we're going to try to do a little more of that on the podcast here because we know you guys love to hear about the prospects, the guys who are not with the team because, you know, guys like Matthew Nyes, Topi Niemela, we'll, we'll be making sure to get more of an update. Their seasons are still kind of fresh and new, so we want to give a little bit of a body of work before we um, before we do. And we'll have Hadi on the show as well. You know, yeah. he'll be he'll be a great resource for us all season long. And then we have some other friends of the show who will join us as well. So, Mike, just really uh, quickly, there is. Well, there's just one other prospect that I did want to give some love to because I actually saw like some stats being tossed out there oh, no. over the last couple of days. You you know where I'm going with this? Oh, I know where I'm going with this. Where am I going? Mr. Ty Voigt. Mr. Ty Voigt of the Sarnia Sting, um, who was a, a late round pick, a fifth round pick back in 2021 by the Toronto Maple Leafs, 153rd overall. Last year, uh, had a pretty good season up with 80 points through 67 games for the Sarnia Sting in the Ontario Hockey League. So far this year, he is on a tear. 28 points in just 13 games for the Sarnia Sting. So uh, Ty Voigt looking like a decent little player. Undersized, he's one of those undersized kids again, you know, 5'9", you know, a buck 60, soaking wet. So he's, you know, one of those smallish skilled players that Maple Leafs like to kind of throw darts at the board and see if one of them hits and sticks, but off to a pretty good start. So while we were on the prospect talk, I, I did want to throw Ty Voigt's name out there because he is off to a great start. And if you're around, uh, you know, if you're in Mississauga or Oshawa or, you know, anywhere in the Ontario Hockey League and you see Sarnia's coming to town, maybe go check out Ty Voigt and see what he's up to, future Maple Leaf potentially. Yeah, I think I'm, I, I'm actually, I've been always wanted to watch a few of these prospects and, you know, we don't, Obviously, we're not in a small city, so we don't get a chance. We should go. We should just like try and go. I'm sure we could hook it up. I'm sure. Thing. If any lock on lease, if any of you guys want to go, we can figure it out. We can we can get a group together. I'm sure. I'm sure these uh, junior teams would love to host us for. We can do a big group outing too. I would love to. 
I always like to watch junior hockey. I watched a lot of it, you know, university, high school, especially when the Leafs had a lot of these prospects. I used to watch a lot of junior hockey. And I know you did too. We could probably even do a Marley's get together at some point with some of the podcast watchers who are in the GTA area. Maybe we could try and do something. Let's figure that out out on the discord. So if you want to get involved with our little, uh, some outing that we're going to plan. We can maybe go to a bar and then go to the game or go to the game and go to the bar afterwards one weekend. Um, get on our Discord. It's 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 Locked on Leafs on the Discord app. You can go check it out. We'll put the link down, yeah. down below as well in the description or in the podcast description if you're listening to this via audio format. Um, yeah, we should figure that out. You know, we should get to know some of the some of the loyal listeners here at, uh, at the Locked on Leafs podcast. We should. We should do some sort of outing. Yeah. Um, I think that's it, Dave. I think we're going to put a bow on today's show. Mm-hmm. Let's hope that uh, the Leafs can have a successful weekend. It's going to be tough. It's going to be physical. It's going to be a, a, a big test. All right? They got Boston, and then they got Carolina. Let's see if they can come out with a couple of points here. The full four would be fantastic. But uh, it's, it's going to be a, a, a big test this weekend. Hopefully – they're up to the task. Yeah, it is going to be a very tough task for them, but it will be something that we will discuss when we are back on Monday for Monday's episode of the podcast. We'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasting platforms. We receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at the underscore more Sudi, and you can follow Mike at Mickey underscore Canuck. And make sure you give a little follow to the the show at Locked on Leafs. We'll be back with another episode, as I said, on Monday, where we will break down the Leafs weekend back-to-back and see how they came about. Hopefully, more positive thoughts continue in Leafs land. Until Until next time, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.